Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. I am your hostess, Paulette Reestany. I'm so happy that you are here for yet another episode, my fourth year of doing this. This is amazing. I can't believe it. And I have the pleasure of interviewing amazing people from all over the world. Today, I get to bring you Deb Fru from Illinois. And I'm so happy. Deb, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to speak with you. Yeah, so great. So um, I love bringing you people who are doing um, incredible things in the world, who are making magic, who are helping other people transition and change and heal. And, and Deb uh, does that. <laughs> so I want to know about the internal wilderness. Internal wilderness is the name of my business. And it, it's Internal Wilderness Metaphysical Services. You can find me online at internalwilderness.com. Um, but actually, the, the thing that I do that is the thing that people know me for is the Worldwide Metaphysical Tribe. And this is uh, something that I just kind of stumbled in, into. I personally have been reading the tarot professionally for 34 years. Right on. And I know a lot of psychics. <laughs> and I live out in the country on several acres with two giant fire pits. And, you know, I decided one day I just wanted to have a big bonfire and have all my psychic friends come out and get to know each other because they don't all know each other. And uh, so it was a fantastic party. It was great. And we did it again the next year. They had so much fun. They, they told me that I needed to have it next year. So, sweet, sweet, sweet. So I went ahead and had it the next year. But by year three, I realized something's going on here. I just don't quite know what it is. Hmm. And we had some pretty amazing um, happenings. For example, in our second or third year, uh, we had a, a storyteller, a friend of mine. Turns out, I didn't know this, but he was famous all over the world. And I asked him if he would be so kind as to tell us a story about fairies, because we're outside in my backyard. We're standing in front of this big, lush green area, which I call the wild space. Mm. You're familiar with uh, the Findhorn material. Uh, the fairies in Findhorn said, you know, we'll grow all the food you want and need, but you need to give us a wild space so we can let our hair down. Love it. And I have a major wild space in my backyard. So I had him tell the story. It was a cute little story about a mortal man who married a fairy. And at the end of it, one of the women stood up. She's a walk-in soul. Mm -hmm. And she said... Pan, who's the head of the fairies, Pan has just told me that if we say his name three times, he'll appear. We all just sort of like, our, our hearts stopped. We didn't know what was going to happen next. But I have to back up and tell you that it was a super hot night. It was probably 95 degrees out. It was uh, 
super humid, 100% humidity, I think. It was just terrible. The poor plants were just, you know, they were just all wilting and sad and there was no breeze whatsoever. And so it was about as miserable as you could, <laughs> you could imagine. I lit the, the bonfire and everybody pulled their chairs away instead of. Right, right, right. I remember those nights in uh, the Midwest. Yeah. Yes. So here we are. We're, we're not sure what to do. It's a hot, hot night. And I stood up in front of everybody and I said, let's do it. And so we, we said pan. We dragged it out, pan, pan, three times. And we just stood shock still. And I looked over at the wild space and where every single plant was just drooping and feeling terrible, there was one huge shrub that was shaking a hundred miles an hour. Now I have to tell you, People can't get into the wild space. It's a thicket. There's thorns and there's all kinds of booby traps that nature set up so you can't get in there. There is no way a person could have snuck back there and shook that thing. It just happened. And I looked at the group and I said, am I the only one seeing this? So we had a few little events like that happen and I'm thinking, okay, okay, there's glue gluing us together here. Mm. What are we doing? What is, our, what is our path? And it came to me after the third year. I realized that being in business for all the years that I had, I was very tired of competing with people. Mm. I was very tired of the uh, scarcity mentality. Well, if you talk to my client then, I'm, I'm out that much money or something like that. You know, just huh. the, kinds of, the kinds of non-nurturing things uh -huh. that we're taught to do, especially in the online world and especially in a man's world. And no offense to men because I have men in my group, but I just want to say that I realized that what I needed to do was to begin a networking group for metaphysicians and alternative practitioners. Excellent. Because we needed to be friends. We needed to work together. We needed to be more than the sum of our parts. Uh -huh. And yeah. so, amen, right. And that was seven years ago. And so we're stepping into our seventh year. Um, I'm expecting 250 people this year. Flying in a speaker from Winnipeg, Canada. This is uh, Grant Cameron, who has spent his whole life actually um, researching UFOs, but he had a download in 2012 that showed him that everything is consciousness. Don't have to chase the aliens in the tin cans flying in the sky. Everything is just an expression of consciousness. Wow. You, can, you can start here, or you can start out in space, or you can start wherever you want, but it's all the same thing. And he has come to this in such a beautiful way. And I love his talks. So I asked him if he'd come and he said he would. So I'm very excited about that. Expansion. <laughs> yes, very much so. So we meet at a luxury Echo B&B. &B. 
um, here in Northern Illinois. Mm -hmm. And it's it happens on August 15th. <gasps> my birthday. <laughs> so um it actually goes from the 14th to the 16th for those who uh who is lodging i have i i get a whole bunch of airbnbs in the neighborhood right. and i just snap them all up and then people who come and stay another day we do have um we actually do have a friday night fun and this coming year it's going to be uh one of the things we're going to do is photograph a fairy because the owners of the uh b&b &B have a property that has a fairy on it and i've photographed it i have pictures of it it's not you know like tinkerbell <laughs> it, it's these indescribable lighting effects mm -hmm. um but also three-dimensional mm -hmm. you know it's a, th a three-dimensional thing with lighting effects i don't know how to explain it but a lot of people yeah, good i got that <laughs> have, i had tinkerbell there for a minute but <laughs> a lot of people not really have, not really but yeah no, I understand totally. Um, well, and that's great. I love to see you know the communities gathering. I'm all about that. That's all the work that I do is bringing people together, networking, uh, building community uh, because we need connection. We need to be like-minded right. people, uh, and not always like-minded people, but we need to be in community. But it's not so nice to be with people who understand us and accept us as who we are, right? And for us to accept each other. Oh, totally you know, and support and uplift each other yes we're so taught to just be in that defensive mode no yeah. don't come near me this is where this is my territory you know and it's not that at all it's if yeah. if we learn to work together our motto at the uh at the tribe is um what is our motto um you might <laughs> edit this little piece out hang on a second Cooperation, not competition. Nice. Yes. And that's what we do. Perfect. Perfect. So, so what about you? So tell me about your, your, how did you build your tarot reading business? I mean, is that, is that your main, your main business? Actually, the tribe is now my main thing. Okay. Um, but I do have a large client list. I'm just not, um, tending that garden like I used to mm -hmm. um, because I'm also not only is it a time management thing but it's also that um, I really feel like certain generally accepted practices for online businesses don't work really well with psychic and intuitive businesses hmm. um, I really feel that you know yeah you can get that coach who says that you should do this or that but really the best coach is the one who inspires you to think it up yourself hmm. and i rather than you know go out and do talks to all the uh chambers of commerce you know so that it, i can touch this many people this week you know i i have a completely different approach 
And part of my approach is every, uh, starting in February, actually, now this year, I do what I call the sneak peek. And people get so excited about uh, the tribe event that I go from venue to venue and I put on a sneak peek. Now, I speak for nothing. If you show up and you buy a ticket, you get a big discount. I talk to the venue owners because I have something called a pitch table where venue owners can sit and listen to people come by and do their pitch. Mm. So if you want to teach a workshop or a class or you have a talk to give, you can go ahead and pitch your thing to the venue owners. So nice. It, yeah, it works for everybody. It's, it's a complete circle. So I, that's what I love to do. That's cool. That's really a great way to help people get their message out, get right. their work out, what they do. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, I'm all about that. I'm always sharing everybody's stuff. I don't care if it's in competition with mine in the There's no competition. There's that's no competition. I, I, you know, I don't mind if they do what I do or, you know, do something I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> But even if, they, even if they do what you do, they're not you. So there's no competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I run across that often. Well, not that often anymore, but I used to run across that with a lot of my dancers. It's like, well, she's teaching down the street. And it's like, well, but she's not you. So right. right. there's room for everybody. That's right. And it's finally catching on. I think I'll be honest with you. My Two of my children live in California. I feel like California got it a long time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here in the Midwest, it's finally, finally taking root. It's just sliding over the country. <laughs> I had to climb the Rockies. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So, okay. So tell me how you got started in the metaphysical world. Well, when I was a little child, my mother told me that every time the phone rang, I would say, it's grandma, or it's dad, or I always knew who it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're a little kid, you think everybody's like you. You think everybody knows who's on the phone when it rings. You know, it never occurs to you that you're different. Um, so for a lot of years, I never paid any attention to it because it was just who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, I actually spent a lot of years doing absolutely nothing uh, in the intuitive world until I got divorced. Mm. And when I did, I had this insane urge to buy a deck of tarot cards. I had never even seen a tarot card. I had never had my cards read. I didn't even know where to go. There was back then there was no Barnes and Noble. You couldn't go to Amazon. You had to go find some quirky little bookstore on right. some, Tucked away some <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I finally did find one and uh, they had two decks. <laughs> and did you I, get them both? <laughs> well, I said to the woman, which one should I buy? And she said, well, I understand that this one is the classic and she sold me the Rider weight. Mm-hmm. That's the one I learned on. Well, I couldn't read it to save my own soul. And I spent two years dragging my friends into the room, trying to read them, reading the book, couldn't memorize anything, couldn't figure it out. I, and, and I looked up at the sky and I said, you know, fix this. 
I, you wanted me here. Here I am. I'm doing my best. And then I was invited to a party. And there was a woman reading tarot. And she was in the room. She wasn't like in a separate room. Uh-huh. So she was in the room, but in a corner. And you could, you could, you know, view the reading if you wanted to. Uh-huh. So I stood behind her. And I watched the client person um, ask their question. And then she would turn over some cards. And it was like watching television. I knew exactly what the answer was. And I realized I had the wrong deck. Mm. So I asked her what deck she had. I ran out and bought it. <laughs> the rest is history. So what deck did you buy? The Mythic Tarot. Okay. Charmin Burke. Yeah. Okay. It's, I, I personally love um, Greek mythology, and that's what it's based on. But it is a Rider Waite style deck. Yeah, that's the one I, I learned on back whew, 30, 40 years ago. See you and me. Yeah. And um, I loved it actually. It worked for me, but then I started collecting everything. And I mean, I just love, there's so many decks now. There's so many tarot decks. There's so many Oracle decks. There's so many, you know, animal decks. And I I love them all. (laughs) I started teaching tarot and that's when I learned to read all the decks Mm. because people would come to class with their decks decks I had never seen before or the Rider Waite. Oh, dun, dun, dun. And, and so I, I realized I could read it. You know, I just, I needed some time away with a deck that I really. Nice. Because, you know, back then I remember, I mean, because there were only a few then. There was the Rider Waite. There was the Crowley. There was the round deck, the mother piece. Right. Remember that? Uh, the Mythic Tarot. Can't think of any others myself. Yeah, uh, that might that might have been it. <laughs> and now, you know, there's just the yeah, plethora. A hundred new decks a day. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really awesome. I love that that people are being inspired to create their own decks for their own message, for their own way of working and healing and and being insightful. So, um, cool. So when I teach tarot, I actually um, ordered a blank deck from uh, from Amazon, and we read the blank cards. Oh, wow. And after a while, you start to realize that it's not the card. It's, it's you and me, we're having a conversation on our subconscious level, and the cards are just like um, cliff notes. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really yeah. need them. They're boosters. <laughs> and so at, by the end of, you know, the workshop, we read blank cards. Excellent. Well, and that's a really great way, I think, to teach because then, then the cards don't become a crutch, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You start no. to realize that you can read coffee grounds and tea leaves and whatever. You know, it's always there because you're always communicating you know and that's so important too i think deb because so many people are afraid of their own intuition and any of those things you know whether they're crystals or cards or pendulums or whatever it's all another way to connect right another way to listen 
Absolutely. Stepping stone. And really what you want to do is connect to that inner place, that the intuitive place, the spirit place, uh, whether you have guides or however you view that, you, you view your source, you view your God, whatever, right? Absolutely. This is just to circle back to, um, to this year's tribe event. This is one of the reasons why I asked Grant Cameron to come because in his download event where he learned that everything was um, the same thing, what he did was he saw a wheel with spokes and in the middle, it said consciousness modalities. And each of the spokes was like mediums and, you know, readers of all kinds. And then there was, there was you know, people who see aliens. And then there was um, athletes at the peak of their game because they're in the zone too, mm. you know. And, and they're expressing the the absolute essence of the of diving or running that's so good it's like your zone your vortex <laughs> right. That's right? Right. Yeah. so once once you feel once you find that your comfort zone you know the zone that is that you know is you, mm -hmm. you know, has no end then you jump on that train and there's so much to see and learn there's so much to share and that's why there isn't any modality that's better than any other modality. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all just expressing in the way that we came here to express. Yeah. And whatever works the best for you. Exactly. Uh, I love that. And then once you, once you find that place, that's when you gain the momentum. Exactly. So it's, you know, I'm always saying it's the first step is always the hardest, you know? Right. backward off the cliff or whatever um and then once you feel it you know and i'm all about embodiment i work i work i combine the body with the spirit and everything and once you feel it in your body and you feel it in your head and you feel it in your heart and then you can just get that momentum and then you know you're in your zone exactly and, and then you know when you're not in your zone <laughs> absolutely when you fall off <laughs> absolutely but even so, you know, I mean, it took me all these years to back my way into the tribe. Mm. I, I didn't know that was there. I didn't know that was coming. But I, I you know, you, you follow, I, I don't know how else to say it. You follow that buzz. Mm -hmm. you, you get that buzz of, I know I'm in the right place. And if you keep looking for that and you respond every time it shows up, you're going to wind up where you should be. Divine inspiration. <laughs> Absolutely. You open yourself up and you're ready and waiting, you know? Yeah. And then, I mean, and that goes along with learning how to believe in yourself, learning how to allow and receive. Yes. Right. And that's, those are huge. Those are huge. Well, Learn it's interesting. People think that it's simple, but it's, some people make it more difficult than it really is. True, true. I, I teach an advanced um, intuition class. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny about it is, you know, you really have to be open to take this class because the things that I tell you, you already know. Mm -hmm. You just haven't been doing them. Yeah. So it's been shut off. Well, for example, 
deep empathy, for me to, be, to give you a better reading, I have to have the deepest empathy that I can find for you. We know this intellectually, but are we doing it? Yeah, right. You know, that's, that's the, one of the openings. There's so many ways to open that door, but we're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and be for, you know, forgiveness and, you know, no agenda and, yeah, we know it intellectually, but are we really doing it? Are, do I have an agenda when I'm reading your cards? Do I want you to wind up happy in the end? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's, if you want to give a really deep reading, you really have to do these things. You can't just give them lip service. Yeah. And it's so interesting too, especially I find as us women, as older women, uh, how much has been shut off or darkened or let go of or never even learned perhaps, you know, uh, and then coming back to it and yeah. relearning and re-listening um, and remembering. Right. Right? Absolutely. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. You're doing fun, amazing stuff. <laughs> and you're having a great time, aren't you? I am. I have so much fun. I, you know, it's funny because I, I talk to people who talk about um, manifesting and law of attraction and things like that. And when it comes to the tribe event, I, I sometimes I think if only I could turn this manifesting thing off for a minute, because it just, overtakes me I, a thousand ideas a million ways to skin the cat and it's just like oh my gosh it's a blast it's yeah. a total blast i love it see and that's that's the whole thing that's that's what i'm here to tell everybody and to show show all my people out here is that you can live this dream you can have this life you can create what you desire you can have a great time doing it. You know, a lot of it's mindset, a lot of it's rewriting the story, a lot of it's, you know, it, listening to your intuition, absolutely. Uh, and that you can do this and you can have this and you can have so much fun. You just have to really do it. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, one of the things that I learned in my readings was that I couldn't distinguish between my voice, my ego voice, mm. and the spirit voice, mm. because they sound the same. It's not like God is, you know, say this. You so know. how do you do that? Well, interestingly, it's, it, it's, um, it's a knowing. Mm -hmm. It's a knowing. It's not imposing anything. You have to stay, you have to sit in your reading with no agenda as a reader. And, and you have to be fearless enough to say the thing Oof. that you have nothing to hang it on, but here it is yeah. and it wants to be said. Yeah. You know, it does take courage to be a good reader. Yeah, and practice. Oh, right? yeah. Practice. I mean, everything takes practice. Absolutely. The more you do it, the better you get. And the more confident you feel and the more um, your abilities open up even more, right? 
Right. And it's, it's a lot about, it's a lot about trusting that this is what will happen. This is what's going to happen. If you really practice deep empathy, if you really have no agenda, these things really do happen. You know, the miraculous does come to call, yeah. you know, and are you ready? <laughs> yeah. And so, so real quickly before, before we go, I just wanted to kind of touch on the fact, um, I mean, you do this incredible work. You've been doing this for a long time and, and you, this is your living. Yes. Right. So you make your money from doing this yes. and that's so important and so necessary and so courageous on different levels. So was that hard for you in the beginning to start charging? <laughs> 34 years ago when I went pro, <laughs> I was charging $15 an hour. <laughs> now I won't read for longer than 30 minutes. And it's way more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're worth it. You're totally worth it. Your, your wisdom is worth it. Your expertise is worth it. And that's, that's one thing that women need to do and know and stand up for knowing that they're worth it and that it's okay to charge for their services. Absolutely. I teach a class on this because people are so afraid to, they, they're, they're told that this is spiritual. And you don't, you can't charge for spiritual things. Mm -hmm. And I always say to them, you know, if you had a leak in your roof, would you call a guy who felt like he was made to be a carpenter? Or would you call a guy down the street who only knows how to milk cows? Who, <laughs> you know, well, you call the guy who felt called to be a carpenter right. because his God-given talent right. is is going to yes. fix your roof. Yes. That, and yes, that's it. You can't do it all people. You can't. And you're allowed to make a living. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that is one of the hardest things, especially for a young solopreneur who's just starting out is like, you can't do it all. And even yeah. I still try to do it all sometimes. And it's like, Paulette, get somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Or when you find the parts you don't like. Those who, there's somebody out there who likes doing that. Who loves doing it, right. Yes. And if you do it in five minutes versus, you know, five hours. <laughs> right, because the first, the first four hours are drinking coffee saying, <laughs> Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> so, okay, well, Deb, thank you for being here. That was super fun. I Thank love you. what you're doing. Um, best wishes to your metaphysical um, retreat. I guess it's. Are you calling it a retreat? It's actually a conference oh. networking event, um, but I am working on a retreat too. Why not? Awesome. Yeah, you should. That's great. Well, I, I, love, I love retreats. I, I've been I, leading retreats for 25 years. I'm. I feel like I want to have a brainstorming retreat because everybody wants to be a part of mm -hmm. what happens there. And that was my goal anyway, to get people to want to be there and then to have a VIP retreat afterwards. Mm. So that's, those are my, my yes. new things to do. Beautiful. Best wishes <laughs> on that. And you will do it. I have no doubt. Well, come to uh, internalwilderness.com. That's where you're going to find all my stuff. Yeah. And I will put all her links here. So no worries. Okay. You can, you can join Deb and get information on all, all her goodness. 
And uh, again, Deb, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Thanks, Paula. It's, it's great to, to know you and, and share you with all our peeps out here. So all you guys out there in Heart and Hustle Land, thanks again for joining us for another episode with Deb Fru. And I am your hostess, Paulette Ristini. And until we meet again, many blessings. Mwah.